Hey friends, this is self-care and soul care for the caregiver and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We want to take better care of ourselves so we're able to care for our loved ones who rely on us. I'm so glad you're kicking off a new year with me. You may be already checking off boxes as you meet the daily goals that you've set for 2020, or like me, this may be the first day of the year that you're back in the normal routine. So you're easing into cleaning up what's left of Christmas and trying to plan healthy meals this week instead of living off the leftover cookies. At the beginning of a new year, I like to review something that I wrote years ago that guides my decisions and projects. It's my personal purpose statement. In today's episode, we're going to walk through the steps it takes to write your own purpose statement. First, we'll talk about your identity in Christ, then the mission every follower of Christ has. Then we'll talk about what makes you different from anyone else God created. We'll look at our personality types, the season of life we're in, and the roles we fulfill. By the end of our time together, you'll be ready to write your own purpose statement and be ready to live it out. So let's get started. Did you know there was a time that Eve didn't have a name? In Genesis 2, God created her, woman, uh, I'm about to pronounce some Hebrew, so stick with me, Ish-Shaha in Hebrew from the man, which is the word Ish. The man is called Adam in verse 2.20 in Genesis, but Eve didn't receive her name until after the fall. In Genesis 3.20, it says the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. So first, we learn who she is, a woman created by God. Then we learn what she does. She's the mother to all living. It is also wise for us to start with who we are before we talk about what we do. From Adam and Eve, we are all born at the time and place God planned for us for the purpose of finding Him. One of my favorite verses is Acts 17, 26-27, and it says, God made from one man every nation of mankind to live all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward Him and find Him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. Since we are living after the time of Christ, finding him means we find God in Christ. We are drawn to the redemption story of Christ's sinless life, brutal death on the cross, and miraculous defeat of death and sin at the resurrection. We are convicted by our own sins and confess our need for a Savior. In Romans, we read, God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We were buried, therefore, with Him by baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Because of Christ's work on our behalf, we are a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. But what does that mean for our identity? Knowing who you are in Christ is the first step in better (laughs) self-care. You care for yourself better when you can rest in who you are. You can live out your new purpose knowing you don't have to earn anything. He has lavished love, forgiveness, and grace on you. 
You don't have to pay him back or beg for more. You simply live out your identity as a new creation, justified and adopted through your relationship with Christ. Rest in that love. Know that every step you take from here doesn't add to God's love for you. You honor him when you live out your purpose, but his love for you never changes. After setting our foundation on our identity in Christ, let's look at the mission God gives us. Rick Warren wrote in his very popular book, Purpose Driven Life, you were born by his purpose and for his purpose. And then the Westminster Catechism says, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. This mission is for every day of your life, no matter what season or situation you are in. It doesn't even stop with your death. Forever means for eternity. When you complete your ministry on earth, you continue this mission in heaven. You glorify God by doing what he calls you to do, loving him and loving others. What this looks like in your life will be different from how it looks in my life, because although you and I have the same purpose, we have different gifts, skills, situations, backgrounds, families, churches, neighborhoods, and jobs. Although we have different life skills and situations, it is important that we understand our common life purpose never changes, regardless of our unique circumstances. My family learned this on November 16th in 2010. Every dream and goal I had planned had to be adjusted because James got an autism diagnosis. No matter what I thought my calling was when I was 5 or 15 or 25, the calling that overshadows almost every other goal I had is being James's mom. But this wasn't a mistake. It didn't surprise God. When he created me with a set of gifts and passions, he did so knowing that I would be James's mom. That means I can still achieve every purpose he has for me within the constraints of my daily life. One of my favorite verses from Psalms is in chapter 16, verse 6. It says, The lines have fallen in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Those lines set the boundaries of what I'm able to do, and they are pleasant. They are for my good, and they are for my family's good. Instead of feeling hedged in by this, I feel freedom. I am free to do what I'm called and gifted to do because I don't have to do everything. I just do what's within my boundaries. I love God and love others from that place of safety and freedom. After setting the foundation by knowing our identity is in Christ and realizing he gives us a mission to fulfill, let's get more specific with how we are going to live out that mission. First, we'll look at our different personality types. There is beauty in the diverse way God created us. Knowing ourselves better will help us fulfill our purpose and bring glory to Him. Now, I really like personality profiles. I am an INTJ, an Enneagram 1, and a C on the DISC scale. So if you know what any of that means, you know that... Uh, I like <laughs> labels and boxes, and I like being able to fit people into labels and boxes, so I know what to expect from them, and I know how to react in different situations. Uh, but you may not be like that. You may be the exact opposite. Um, but this diversity reflects the creativity of God, not just in how we look, but how we think, feel, learn, communicate, and how we use our gifts. 
When we get to know ourselves better and learn to appreciate God's creativity in our personalities, we can better live out our purpose. Not only do we stop being so hard on ourselves for personality traits gave us for a purpose, we can also give more grace to others when they act according to their personalities and not our expectations. Of course, the complexity of your personality can't totally be be described by numbers or letter combinations, but it is a great place to start. Other qualities important to know about yourself include your spiritual giftedness, your birth order, your life experiences, even your favorite Bible verse, songs, movies, books, they all tell about yourself. God uses all of these qualities together to make you who you are and equip you to live out your purpose and mission. As you work toward writing your personal purpose statement, get to know yourself better. Thank God for the unique way he created you and ask him to help this process of self-reflection. You may want to go through these five questions that I go through when I was doing this. Number one, what are my strengths and weaknesses? What's my personality type? Number two, what are my passions? What could I talk about for hours? Number three, what are my favorite Bible verses? Which biblical characters do I relate to the most? Number four, what characteristics best describe me? How would my best friend describe me? And number five, what experiences has God brought me through that he wants me to use to encourage others? The next step to moving from your overarching mission to your unique purpose is to understand your season and roles. This idea of living in your season applies to everyone, but it's especially important for special needs parents to remember. My son James, who is 12, is more like a typical two or three year old. So my season of life is more like that of a toddler mom than the mom of a preteen. When we visit someone's house, I can't send him in the backyard to play alone or just let him go play Xbox with the other kids. I have to always have an eye on him, watching him to make sure he's safe. I've learned that seasons are just seasons, even when these seasons feel long. The key is to finding hope no matter what season you're in. How do you best live in the season you're in? Uh, My first And top advice is to accept it. As we talked about before, God has specific callings on your life and he knows your resources and limitations. You are in this season because he intends for you to be in this season. I know it isn't always easy, especially in times of suffering or struggling, but as you look back on other times you've gone through hard seasons, you can see how God blessed you through them. That's why remember what the Lord has done is repeated so many times in scripture. When you don't see how it's going to work out in your current circumstance, remember what he has done in the past. The second advice is to remember you are still living out your mission and purpose. Even though my seasons have changed slower than most, they have changed. When James was home all the time, my purpose was to keep him safe and help him develop. I didn't have much of a purpose outside of my home. Now that he's in school, my purpose has evolved. I still keep him safe and help him develop, but now I have time to fulfill another purpose, encouraging other special needs parents. Lisa Turkhurst, who is part of Proverbs 31 Ministries, she reminds us in her book, The Best Yes, 
Like a tree, a woman can't carry the weight of two seasons simultaneously. In the violent struggle of trying, she'll miss every bit of joy each season promises to bring. No matter what season you're in, trust that God will fulfill his purpose for you in that season. Okay, finally, let's look at the roles that you fulfill. God uses your season, and he also uses your roles. Some of your roles are big in this current season. Being a mom to toddlers is different from being a mom to college students. But we need to remember our roles aren't in competition. Instead, they can complement each other. Earlier, we said who you are fuels what you do. That's especially clear when we talk about roles. You are a mom, so you make lunch, you fold laundry, and you act as a chauffeur. You are a sister, so you text to check in, send birthday cards, and bring apple pie for Thanksgiving. You're a church member, so you use your gifts to build up the church, encourage others to grow in godliness, and show up consistently for corporate worship. Your roles are gifts from God through which you can draw other people into a relationship with Him. 2 Corinthians 2.15 says, For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. No matter what role you are fulfilling at the moment, you are attracting people to the God who loves you and loves them. So before you write out your purpose statement, you need to list your roles, even the little ones. Anything that takes your time in an average week, write it down. So here's my list. I'm a wife. Specifically, I'm a pastor's wife, which can be a little different role in some seasons. I'm a mom, specifically a special needs mom. Currently, I'm a mom to two in public school. And when our older son is involved in plays, I'm also a theater mom. I'm a daughter, and that role has changed since a few years ago. We moved to live much closer to my parents. It's different being a daughter 20 minutes away than it is being a daughter 15 hours away. I am a sister, and specifically, I have a sister who has special needs, and so uh, there's a little bit more responsibility on continuing to fulfill my role as a sister. I'm a friend, I'm a neighbor, I'm a disciple, I'm a church member, I'm a writer, an editor, a podcaster. All of these things are roles that I fulfill. So once you've written out your roles and thought about your season, you're ready to write out a personal mission statement. Remember, your life has a purpose. You can know that purpose and live it out with joy and honor God by fulfilling his purpose for you. Why is it important to know your purpose? (laughs) So you know when to say yes and when to say no. Saying yes is easy when you know it's part of God's plan for your life. You first filter it through your mission to love God and to bring glory to Him. Then you think about your personality, strengths, and experiences. Then you live it out through the season you're in and the roles you have. You can say no to anything that doesn't align with your purpose. When an opportunity comes my way, I ask myself if it aligns with my purpose. If it doesn't, I say no. So here's my current work-slash-ministry-related purpose statement. I give praise to God for what He's done in my life and how He is using me to accomplish the purposes He has for me. I am a disciple, a mentor teacher, a connector, and a community builder. As I grow in godliness, I encourage others to grow as well. 
I seek to build a community of faith for special needs parents so they know they are never alone. I build community both through my writing and through my church. As you pray about your purpose and passions, remember God equipped you to fulfill his purposes for you. You live out your purposes by living the life he has called you to live. Hebrews 13, 20 through 21 says, Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good thing that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. God equips you so you can do his will. When you abide in him, your purpose frees you to fulfill that purpose. Are you ready to write out your own purpose statement? (laughs) Take everything you've learned about your identity, your mission, your personality, your season, and your roles. Take time to put them all together and to come up with a purpose statement. When you're finished, you can share it with those close to you who can give you good feedback. We'll be talking about it in my self-care for the Special Needs Mom Facebook group, so join us there this week so you can participate. Let me pray for you as you take these steps toward writing a purpose statement. God, thank you for creating each one of us with the purpose of bringing glory to you. Your love is consistent through our changing seasons and roles. Help my friends to take time to pray about what your specific purpose is for them at this time in their lives. Living out our purpose helps us to remember to do what you have called and equipped us to do and to say no to the rest. That is especially important for those of us who are caregivers. We look to Christ as our example, as he perfectly lived out the purpose for his life on earth. It's in his name we pray, amen. Over on sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast, you can check out a transcript of the show and see the show notes. All the questions we answered today are listed there, and you can read my purpose statement if it would help you to have an example. I have lots of fun episodes planned for 2020 that will help streamline your life and help you find joy in your circumstances. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss them. Remember, self-care isn't selfish. It's important for us to take care of ourselves so we can care for the loved ones God has entrusted to us.